It's not funny. I have bad genetics. That's why I'm short. All right, anyway. Oh, my goodness. Let's pray. Dear, dear, dear God, thank you so much. We can come together. We can open your word. We can spend some time learning and worshiping and responding to you and the Holy Spirit. I pray that as Nathan opens up the word, as we look at John and your resurrection and the people and the way you appeared to them, um, that we would realize the gravity of proof uh, and the encouragement and the hope that it brings that we should have deep, deep abiding faith in the resurrection. And so I thank you for Nathan tonight, and I pray that our hearts and minds would be open to the, the movement of the Holy Spirit through your word to bring about change in our hearts tonight. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Um, thanks, Justin. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Nathan McCargo. I am one of the elders here at Missio Day Church, and I am excited to be here um, I don't plan on being long, as they've already said. I do have four pages here, um, but we'll, uh, we'll get through this, and uh, I'm sure you'll see at the end uh, where I was headed. Um, so we're talking about Jesus appears. Uh, we've gone a long, 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 long journey in John, um, and so, Jules, you're probably going to hate me, but I'm going to switch my notes around really quick. <laughs> I apologize. Can you go to the second point? Um, because I, I want us to, to start off being engaged with the story thus far. Um, and so we're going to go directly to the second point I had, which is a journey thus far. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but um, this has been a, a long journey, but a good journey. I've learned a lot. Um, I've been challenged. Um, I've, been gro- I've been growing um, through the journey, uh, through John that we've taken. I've got to see Jesus um, in a new way, a new light. Um, and so what I wanted to hear from you guys, um, and this will be the only time I promise that I'll ask you guys to speak tonight, um, but I wanted to hear from you guys. What do you remember from the journey thus far? We started in John 1. We are in John uh, 20 tonight. So there's 20 chapters of John. What do you guys remember? What stuck for you guys thus far in uh, the journey through John? Awkward silence. <laughs> I, hate, I, I, I don't mind awkward sciences, but I, I hate putting people in awkward sciences. So. Uh, the question was, thus far in the story of John, <laughs> thus far in the story of John, what have you learned? What has stuck, stuck with you? I have a list of 20 things that I put down here um, as I went through 1 through 20 and just picked one from each, cha- for each chapter. So, um, But I wanted to hear from you guys. What, what do you remember? What stuck with you from the story of John thus far? Okay, yeah, yeah, he went through a lot of suffering for us, um, all because of love. Yeah. What else? It was written for people calling back to the gospel. Okay. Good, good, good. What else from John? Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how all the way back then he was praying for us in the here and now. Um, it's very, very good. What else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Um, what about a wedding party? Remember that? Wedding party, Jesus' first miracle, water to wine. Um, called his mom, woman. And everything else. So, uh, in the context, that's okay. Um, we had uh, Jesus cleans house. 
He cleaned the temple out, got rid of some people in the temple. Um, Jesus, Jesus has done a lot, healed a lot of people. Um, Jesus is, uh, he's shown up in a lot of different areas, um, which, is, which has been very, very good. And, and I'm excited to see, like, so far what, what has happened. Um, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, uh, John 14. Uh, Jesus is the true vine, John 15. Um, Pat mentioned uh, Jesus prays for us in 17. Um, Jesus went through a mock trial and was betrayed. Um, there was a lot. There was so much in there and so much tangible things for us. But that was a story thus far. We're in uh, John 20 tonight. Um, and I wanted to jump back and talk about Jesus' original appearing, um, or however we said Jesus' original appearance. And I wanted to read Matthew 1, 18 through 25, which says, Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will take his, he will take his, I'm sorry, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called, and he called his name Jesus. Um, so Jesus originally appeared on the scene uh, in a time where, um, in a time where people were being persecuted. It was a dark time for um, what I would say the people who were believing in a hope of a savior, who were believing in change was coming. Jesus appeared on the scene as a as a baby came in, in flesh and blood. Um, and, and appeared in the scene back then. Um, and then we fast forward through the journey. A lot of stuff has happened, and then through the journey that we just went through and talked about uh, through John. So the biggest question I think we need to ask ourselves for tonight is why? Why did Jesus appear? Um, and I see a couple different things here um, as to why Jesus appeared um, in this passage. So we're going to turn over to um, John 20, verse 11 through 18. Um, so John twenty eleven through 18 says, But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. Uh, last week we talked about um, the fact that Jesus, um, the tomb was there. Uh, Jesus' body was not in that tomb. They ran to the tomb and found that it wasn't there. So they were just picking up where that where it left off. And Mary stayed behind. The other disciples left and went back. Uh, but Mary stayed behind. So Mary stood uh, weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it, that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing he was the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him 
in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my, go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your, and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. So we ask the question, why? Why did Jesus appear here and now? He could have appeared anywhere after he, had, um, after he rose. He could have appeared anywhere, anywhere he wanted to. But he appeared in front of Mary, and we asked the question, why? Um, and so the first reason why I found is to bring comfort. Uh, Mary was there weeping. They had lost a very, very good friend, Jesus. Um, and, and though he had told them he was coming back, though he had told them many, many times that he was coming back, why he had left, all of those things, they were still weeping because it, it was still real for them. They had lost a very good friend. So he came to bring comfort. He brought comfort to Mary to show that he was alive. He, he got up, like he said, in three days, and, and he is, he's alive. Um, another reason why he showed up to Mary was to say um, that he isn't staying. Uh, in verse, let's see here. In verse 17, he told her, do not cling to him. So uh, a lot of women in this room will understand this. When you see a friend you haven't seen in a long, long time, <laughs> you guys like to cling and hang on and scream and jump up and down and all those things. You guys like to do that. We'll, we'll say hi. We're like, yeah, what's up? Haven't seen you in a while, whatever. But women like to cling and so forth. And Jesus wanted her to know, like, listen, I'm not staying. I'm just here for a minute. I'm here for a while. I'm not going to stay here physically. I'm not going to be here. So don't cling to me. Don't hold on to me. I'm still going. I just wanted to come back to bring you comfort and let you understand that I'm I'm, I'm leaving, so don't cling to me. Um, and then the other reason was to foreshadow the Holy Spirit, and he said he was going to ascend to his Father. Uh, we see this, uh, we've actually gone over this a number of times in John already, John fourteen sixteen to 17, and he says, I will ask the Father, and we'll give you, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it, it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him for he dwells with you and you and will be in you. And John fourteen twenty six says, But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you, to your remembrance, all that I have said to you. Um, and then 15 says, But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, whom precedes the Father, he will bear witness about me. And finally, John sixteen seven says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So Jesus said, wanted to let his brothers and sisters know and let her know that he's ascending, he's leaving, but he's not leaving us alone. He's sending the Holy Spirit. Um, and so the three reasons um, I believe that Jesus appeared to Mary Magdalene was to bring comfort because they were hurting. Um, they were hurting. They lost their friend too. to let them know that he's not staying physically just because he came back doesn't mean he's staying around physically. But also he wanted to foreshadow um, that he is going to send the help of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so then we move on to him, uh, Jesus appearing to the disciples. Um, and so after this, uh, Mary had went um, to the disciples and announced that Jesus was coming. Um, and the next two times Jesus appears, Jesus appears in a rather interesting way. He appears in rooms that are locked. Um, and so he just appears in the room. That'd be pretty awesome. Jesus appeared in the room right now. I think we'd, uh, 
we'd be pretty shocked and, and pretty amazed. Like, okay, yeah, Jesus just showed up right over here. That'd be really cool. I'm sure we'd get a lot, a lot more attendance here too <laughs> if that if that happened also. So, but um, let's read uh, John twenty nineteen through twenty five, and it says, "On the evening of that day, so it's the same day he saw Mary Magdalene, um, the first day of the week." The doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold the forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see his hands, unless I see his hands, the mark of the nails, and place my fingers in the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. So now he's appeared in a room, a locked room, to the disciples. They're standing there. They're actually in fear because they've been with Jesus through his earthly journey, and they've changed a lot of stuff for the the world in at that time. And they were talking, and a lot of changes were happening. You had the Pharisees. You had all these people who were like, "We don't know what we believe," but they were believing this. And there's a whole crew of people going with them. And now this man. Jesus has died, and now they're wondering what's going to happen. They're in fear, and so they're, they're kind of cowering in this room, and it will be behind locked doors, and Jesus appears. And the first thing he says, um, since we're asking the question why, the first thing he says is um, brings them peace. Um, he wants them to know things are going to be okay. Um, he wants them to feel comfortable and know that they followed him for good reasons, um, and that he has work for them to do, which is the second reason why I believe he appeared to them in this room, and that was to send them. Um, And you saw that here, um, that he was sending them and gave them the Holy Spirit, which is the third reason why um, he came. He gave them the Holy Spirit. Uh, The Holy Spirit was given here to empower them, to help them do the work that they had to do, to help them actually get out of that room, to help them actually speak um, the words that he has for them. Uh, to speak. And so he appeared to disciples in the locker room. Uh, and then finally, at the end of this, this section of scripture, we see Thomas. Um, and Thomas is, uh, <laughs> Thomas is late to the scene, as usual. <laughs> Thomas shows up late to the scene and, uh, and misses out, misses Jesus the first, first go around. And uh, is quite upset about it, but also makes a pretty bold statement and says uh, that unless I see the nail prints Unless I see his side and be able to put my fingers in it, which is kind of creepy, but hey, if that's what he needs, I'll never believe, which is pretty strong. Like there's a, there's a pretty good history there that Jesus has built. There's a ton of people that are believing Jesus. And Thomas says, oh, well, listen, I, I hear you. I know he showed up. I believe you. I think you guys will lie to me, but I still need to see it for myself. Um, and so we're going to go to Jesus appearing uh, to Thomas. Um, and that's that's the next section of scripture here, um, which is 26 through 29. John 26 through 29. Jesus appears for Thomas um, eight days later. So uh, Thomas had to wait a pretty good while before before he could actually see Jesus um, after his resurrection. Um, and so eight days later, his disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them. 
Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in in my side. Do, Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord, my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Um, And so Jesus appears for Thomas um, this next time in front of disciples. Once again, he says, peace be with you, because they're still locked in this room and they're still holding on to the fear and things like that. But he says, peace be with you. But he appeared for Thomas and and, um, he wanted to clear Thomas up. He wanted to clear Thomas up and let him know that he is who he said he is. Um, He he. he is who he said it is, and, and he's going to do what he said he was going to do. He's going to go. He's going to send the Holy Spirit and so forth. Um, one thing I noticed between Mary and Thomas, Mary wanted to cling to Jesus, and Jesus told him to back up. But Jesus was open to Thomas reaching out, touching him, and all of those things, um, which I thought was pretty interesting um, for him to tell Mary to back up. And I think it's just because Mary wanted to hold on to the physical Jesus. Thomas just needed a sign of Jesus and needed to know, okay, Jesus is real. Okay, now I fully believe. Um, and then Jesus makes a, makes a statement here, like, okay, um, you believe now that you've seen me, but more blessed are those who believe, um, who have not seen me, who just believe the story, who believe what others have told them about Jesus, who read the story and understand it. So more blessed are those. Um, and then we move forward to the purpose of this book. Uh, which is John twenty thirty through 31. It says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. And so the purpose of this book was that you would fully understand. Jesus did tons of signs and miracles and all these things. Um, And this is just a small piece. If you read through all the Gospels, you'll see all the rest of the stuff as different um, eyewitnesses share that story and and tell that. Um, But Jesus says, well, it's written here that this is is because of, um, so that you can believe and believe this story. So um, I wanted to talk really quick with us about um, Jesus appears to us. Um, and a lot of times we read through stories and we see Jesus show up in other areas and we hear people say, oh, well, I saw Jesus. He showed up over here in my life. And this was, this was, he kind of told me I went over here and he told me this or he told me that or whatever. And a lot of times we sit back and say, well, I don't really see Jesus. I don't, I don't see him. I don't see how he's doing. I don't see what he's doing. Um, and, and I'd like to, but I don't know how I do that. I don't know how I see Jesus. Um, and so I wanted to have, I wanted to be encouraging to you guys also, um, and, uh, share with you that, um, Jesus does appear. He does bring comfort. He does bring peace. Um, he shows up in, in small little areas and he shows up in mighty and big ways. Um, and so I listed a couple ways. Um, when we're down, Jesus is there to pick us up. Sometimes that's through a friend showing up and appearing and being an encouragement to us. A lot of times he will use uh, God's people, and sometimes he won't even use God's people. He just use a random person to say a kind word to us when we're down. Um, sometimes it's through the scriptures. He'll minister to us and help pick us up. Um, when we need comforting, he's a comforter. 
Um, some of us suffer loss, some of us suffer pain, some of us deal with a lot of heavy things. And so Jesus is that comforter. If you run to him, he will be that comforter. He will help you. He will lift you up. And the same thing for the comforting thing. Uh, he sends his, his family. He sends those who uh, believe in him to, to be around you, surround you when you need comforting. Um, when we're lost, um, he provides us uh, guidance when we're lost. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Most of us are pretty young in here and trying to figure out where we're going with our life and what we're going to do and all of those things. And uh, Jesus, Jesus can give you guidance in that area. Definitely give you guidance. And then some of us are a little bit older and may not understand where we're going and feel like a lot of the work that we've done thus far may not be beneficial or has been helpful or whatever. And Jesus can give guidance in those areas, too, and also speak comfort in those areas and everything else while, while we're there. So, um Jesus is with us when we're happy. Jesus is there celebrating with us when we have awesome moments, when, when we finish and graduate from college, or when we, um, when we have good moments, when we uh, land a job that we wanted, when we get married, when we have kids, when we all these different things. Jesus is there with us, right alongside of us, celebrating with us um, as we go. So Jesus rejoices with us. Um, Jesus is there in our sin. Um, Jesus is there to not to condemn us in our sin, but he's there to provide a way of escape. He's there to encourage us to turn from our sin. Um, he may do that through uh, people who, who we know. He may do that through people we may not know. Some people, I've had a couple moments where I've had people who are unbelievers say some things to me like, oh, I thought you were a Christian, but this just came out of your mouth or you just did this. And I'm like, Ooh, you know what I mean? It's like, so uh, he's definitely spoken through some people who are unsaved and, and so forth. But Jesus is right there in our sin. He wants us to grab a hold of him. He wants us to move forward. He wants to pick us up. Um, and like I said, he doesn't condemn. He doesn't condemn us for our sins. And he provides that way of escape. Um, and then Jesus is there to intercede. Um, when we don't have the words, sometimes you just don't have the words. Too sad is sometimes you just don't have the words to think on, and Jesus is there to intercede for us and on our behalf. Um, and so we will fast forward a little bit to one more appearing of Jesus, which is the most exciting appearing of Jesus, and that is when Jesus comes back, which is why we believe. We believe in Jesus. We believe in the hope of um, his second coming. When he comes back again, um, we're out of here. I don't know about you guys, but that, I can't wait. I'm ready, ready to get out of here. There's a lot of things that I want to do with my life still um, at 30, and I'd love to see all of those things happen. But I think Jesus coming back would definitely trump all, all of those things. So um, I'm excited, and, and I think that um, when he comes back, he's going he's gonna to change, change a lot of things for us. And we'll be promised a hope, hope of uh, living forever, hope of a future without pain. And so I just wanted to read um, uh, couple of passages here to you guys in reference to that and so first thessalonians 4 13 through 18 um, says this but we do not want you to be informed so let me give you a little bit of information about this This is paul talking to the church of thessalonica um, and he went through a lot of things for the church Areas that they should not be dealing be dealings with sexual immorality, all of these things, and he also listed a bunch of areas that he he believed that they should be involving themselves with, um, and so he said all of that to get to this point to say, hey, listen, I don't want you to be uninformed, and so that's where we're at here. He says, I don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those things, about those who are asleep, 
that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of the archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will arise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet with the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And so they were a little bit concerned about those who have passed on already before them, um, family members, whoever they were. And so he just wanted to be an encouragement to them and say, listen, they're going to go ahead of us. They're going to go. When Christ comes back, he's going to crack that sky. He's going to come back, and he's going to take us with him. And so he wanted to be an encouragement to them. Listen, they're, not, they're just sleeping for a while. They're, they're away from us for a while, but they're, we're going to see them again, and we're going to go together to be with the Lord. Um, and then Revelation 21, 1 through 8 says this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned of her husband, I mean, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with men. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to, said to me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this inheritance, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. And so I was looking for a lot of different passages to to use there. Um, And the reason why I chose this one is because um, I wanted to track back through and say, okay, Jesus appeared. He appeared to Mary. Um, He appeared to show comfort. He appeared um, to say, hey, I'm not staying physically. He appeared also um, to bring the Holy Spirit. He appeared to tell them, be of peace, be of good courage. Um, I've overcome. He's came came to say, uh, I'm sorry, he reappeared to send them. He gave them the Holy Spirit. Um, He appeared to Thomas to clear him up and say, hey, listen, I am who I I say I am. I'm here. I did return. You've seen me. Um, And then uh, he he appeared also to us. He appears to us daily, day in, day out. Um, And so we're excited about the last coming of Jesus. Um, And so I wanted to say, uh, I don't know everyone in this room. And the reason why I read this last passage is because those who understand who Jesus is, we have hope of a future. 
no matter how bad things get around us, we have hope of future. We have hope in Jesus Christ. Jesus is going to appear again. Um, we're excited about that. But for those who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, they don't have that hope. It's very dark. Um, they try and find hope in other things, but mo- all of those things fail on them. There's no true hope. There's no abiding hope in that. Um, and so that's why I wanted to read that passage uh, for you guys. Um, like I promised, I would be very short, um, but I, I hope you guys fully understand um, that Jesus did appear. Um, he arose uh, in the resurrection. He appeared uh, to bring comfort, he appeared for a lot of different reasons. He appears to us today. Look around you. Pay attention to how Jesus is showing up, how he is appearing in your life. They could be very small things. They could be very big things, um, but he is appearing in your life. Um, and so I'd like to shift us into respond time now. Um, and I wanted us to focus on three things. Um, Jesus said some, some things, a powerful statement to Thomas, um, because Thomas had to have the tangible to believe. And Jesus said to Thomas, you, you needed this tangible to believe, even though the story has been there, even though people have told you, you needed that to believe. And so a lot of times we still do that. Uh, we're, we're like Thomas. We're like, if I could just see this, if I could see how this is going to work out, if I could see Jesus appear, if Jesus would just appear in this room with me, if Jesus would do all these things, and he is appearing. He is showing up. We're just not seeing it. And so uh, one area of confession is, is how we're like Thomas every day and saying, you know what, I, I need this. And Jesus is saying it's more blessed for those who hear the story and just believe, believe that I am speaking truth, believe that I am who I say I am. Um, and then also uh, rejoice for the areas that you see how Jesus is showing up, seeing how he did appear, how he does appear in your life um, and rejoice in those areas. And then the final thing is rejoice you evermore uh for the next appearing when jesus comes back and takes us out of here um i'm ready to go like i said um but i have work to do he's given us work to do um and and if we believe in the appearing of jesus christ and that is coming back and we live in that hope there's a lot more people going to ask us questions like listen it's not a darkness around here but you seem to have some type of peace that other people don't have. Why is that? And you'll be able to share about the appearing of Jesus Christ. So for respond time, spend some time in prayer with the Lord. Um, confess for the areas where we're not seeing Jesus appear, where we're, we're choosing to not see him, or like we're like Thomas, where we're like, Lord, I just need a tangible to believe. And Jesus is saying, it's more blessed just to believe me at my word, believe me what I said. Um, and then rejoice in the areas where you do see Jesus appearing um, and also rejoice in his next coming. Um, and I do want to speak to those, if there's someone here who doesn't know Christ, um, believe the story. Believe Christ for who he says he is. Um, we can talk to you about that. Um, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's a big thing that Christ came, but it's, not, it's something to be afraid of. It's not anything um, that you need to be worried about. We can talk to you about that. But believe the story. Believe in the hope. Believe that Christ is coming again. Believe all the eyewitness testimony. Believe the journey thus far that we've gone through in John um, about all the different things that Jesus has done and believe him for the future. So uh, we'll spend some time in prayer and then we'll, we'll go ahead and sing and close the service. So.